Happy day, Rosario Garcia with White Jesus, hoping that you are having a fabulous day, that you are able to feel fantastic about who you are as a child of God, that you know you come from a celestial being that is perfect and that you have some of those great characteristics because we all do it's just we don't really ever think about that we know that the only time that we come close to something like that is when we have our beautiful children and then we start seeing some of the characteristics in them that we see in ourselves or we start seeing some of the physical traits from ourselves or other family members in them and sometimes we see that in awe and wonder of how it all works and how we can just pass part of who we are as a being to another being and that is the same way that God, our Father, has passed some of those great uh, spiritual characteristics and also physical traits to us, his children. Um, only difference is that he is perfect and we are not. We are on a journey to grow, to become more like our brother and Savior, Jesus Christ, and more like our Father in heaven. And if you look at the beautiful way that God is trying to show us who he is as a father, as a parent, is by sending us to come to earth in families, most of us, uh, that have parents that love and care for us, um, where we learn how to be a parent and we learn the the joys and the heartbreak of being a parent when our children um, seem to learn some of those traits that we're not so happy with or whether they choose to follow something different that is not bringing happiness to them etc god our father sent us in those same family units to learn how he is as a parent and how he feels about us um, and so he basically has just always led us by example and by um, putting us in situations where we can understand who he is as a parent and what his nature is and what his ultimate purpose is because we know that as parents, oftentimes, because we are older and hopefully a little bit wiser than our children, although that's not always the case, um, that a lot of the times we see our children going through hardship, unnecessary hardship, because they cannot see, they do not understand certain things that life has taught us um, through age and experience um, and we cannot pass that wisdom to them and so we see them struggle and we wish we can take pain away and we wish that we can just do things for them so that they could uh, you know be spared some of the uh, downhills and trials that we might have gone through same thing with our father in heaven it is amazing to me um, to think that I get to know my father in heaven more as I've become first a, a child um, and you know as I've grown in my own experiences exercising my freedom that I enjoy in this land and seeing that I made some good choices along the way some horrible choices along the way as well and then becoming a parent and understanding that, oh my gosh, I have a greater commitment now as a parent to live better than I have ever lived because I have little people and 
young adults that are watching my every move that are um, learning from me and hopefully it's good stuff and not the bad stuff so bottom line we have a heavenly parent who is perfect who loves us unconditionally who wants us to come closer to him to listen to his wisdom to listen and feel of his love especially during hard times and during trials who is desperately trying to guide us and having us listen to him and follow on some of that advice uh, so that we can be spared for from some unnecessary pains and trials although I must say it is through the trials and the pain that we learn the most and so we are here to be tested to see how well we do so that we can continue on the journey to our Father in Heaven again. So, I know that was a mouthful, but it kind of just came to me as I think about how I will choose to guide my children during these difficult times that we're facing in the world. So, I do know though that I do feel of God's love as I strive to do some things to get closer to Him, especially through scriptures and through sharing the gospel with others and you guys. So, last episode, I'm telling you, <laughs> it was not meant to be a part one and a part two, but on some of these um, lessons no matter how much I prepare or try not to be interrupted or not to have something change on my little system that I do this on, um, on a few lessons, no matter how hard I try, things happen and I have to, you know, make it work differently. So I was abruptly cut off in the last um, podcast so this is part two of that podcast. Um, I was talking, we left off on week of November 9th through the 15th uh, called Ren That Veil of Unbelief that covers chapters in the book of Ether, chapter one through five. And for those that are visiting with us for the first time, we are following a manual called uh, Come Follow Me. Um, you can purchase this at a Desert Bookstore or you can download the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints app and go to library and click on Come Follow Me, Individuals and Families. And uh, we are in the Book of Mormon this year. And then uh, go down to the week of November 9th through the 15th. Or you can go to the LDS.org website do a search for Come Follow Me and follow the same prompts on the library section. So I left off talking about um, this civilization of people that were blessed to leave um, the old world from the times of the Tower of Babel in the Old Testament uh, when the languages of the people were confounded and um, there was a group of people that um, prayed to God that he may not confound their language, uh, prayed to him that he may help him find a different land that was choice above all where they can live peacefully and etc. And um, God had compassion on them and he did lead them on a journey out of the old world. Uh, I had talked of, of the fact that um, these people too built ships. Uh, they gathered, you know, animals and uh, fruits and tree seeds and all kinds of stuff just like Noah did. And um, 
God blessed them to cross the great waters and landed in the New World, uh, somewhere on the North American continent. And we read some of their history and how it is they got here. And um, we're going to read some more of that today. But I had left off on one of my favorite, favorite scriptures um, in the Book of Mormon, in the Book of Ether, chapter 2, verse 12. And um, basically that verse, um, which is one of my favorites, um, says the following. It says, let's see here if I can read that to you again. Uh, verse 12 specifically says, Behold, this is a choice land, and whatsoever nation shall possess it shall be free from bondage and from captivity and from all other nations under heaven, if they will but serve the God of the land, who is Jesus Christ, who hath been manifested by the things which we ha have written. And I had gone into a little bit uh, of a summary of how we are blessed to live in this land it is a choice land a promised land and these people that were brought here were told that they would prosper in the land as long as they served the god of the land and sadly they chose otherwise and they were destroyed and later on another group of people that lived in jerusalem um, were brought to the same promised land about 600 years before Christ and uh, two great civilizations that became the Nephites and the Lamanites and you can hear more about it on my previous podcast and those people found the records of the Jaredites, the, the first group of people um, and learned that they had once been a great nation and got to read uh, and understand that they were in the same dilemma as the previous people that lived here, that if they did not serve the God of the land, they would be destroyed. And sadly, those people became very wicked as well, and they were destroyed. And so the history of those people are found in writings from the prophets and historians. Um, the Nephites got to get the records from the Jaredites, and then the Nephites kept those records and accumulated more scriptures commanded by God. So they were passed down from prophet to prophet until the very last prophet of that great nation of the Nephites was called um, uh, Father and Son Mormon and Moroni and Moroni gave some great bold warnings about the last days. He saw our, ourselves. He saw us. God showed us to him and he knew that we would someday have those records that they so diligently worked to keep from the hands of their enemies and those books or those writings did come out to light. And that is what we have today as a Book of Mormon. And it is amazing that God, our Father, has been trying to guide us since we, you know, since he set us here on earth. He has not left us alone. Um, and he continues to do that. And... This book was preserved for us in the last days so that we can learn from the Jaredites, we can learn from the Nephites and the Lamanites the things that we should not do and the things that we could do to overcome and not be destroyed. So I am going to continue with the summaries of these various chapters one is called, As I cry unto the Lord, he will have compassion on me. 
The other one, I can receive revelation for my life. Uh, the next one, the Lord will prepare me to cross my great deep. And the last one, I am created in God's image. So we're going to start on, as I cry unto the Lord, he will have compassion on me. And we covered this mostly on the previous podcast where the brother of Jared basically asked his brother to pray and ask God to uh, not confound their language, to um, have them leave to a promised land and um, get away from the chaos that was happening in their day just like we are, and God had compassion and sent them off on a journey. And um, it was quite a journey where they were guided step by step. And I guess this is the big lesson on this podcast, is that if he guided those people step by step, he can do the same for us today. If we but live worthy enough and close enough to him to hear him, and to talk to him like they did. So you're going to be amazed at this little conversation that the brother of Jared has with God and how it is that we can receive the same revelation. So I am going to read on the book of Ether on chapter 4, 7 through 15. This is what it says here. And if you recall, um, one of the things that Moroni prophesied in earlier podcasts is that in the last days there would be a broad, uh, just that so many people would not believe in Jesus Christ in the last days, that we were going to lack faith and belief in the Lord and Savior Jesus Christ and basically, this is a Savior talking to us about those days. And this is what he says. And in that day, they shall exercise faith in me, saith the Lord, even as the brother of Jared did, that they may become sanctified in me. Then will I manifest unto them the things which the brother of Jared saw, even to the unfolding unto them all my revelations, saith Jesus Christ, the Son of God, the Father of the heavens and the earth, and all things that in them are. And he that will contend against the word of the Lord, let him be accursed. And he that shall deny these things, let him be accursed. For unto them will I show no greater things, saith Jesus Christ, for I am he who speaketh. And at my command, the heavens are opened and are shut. And at my word, the earth shall shake. And at my command, the inhabitants thereof shall pass away even as by fire. And he that believeth not my words, believeth not my disciples. And if it so be that I do not speak, judge ye. For ye shall know that it is as I speaketh at this last day. But he that believeth these things which I have spoken, him will I visit with the manifestations of my spirit, and he shall know and bear record. For because of my spirit he shall know that these things are true, for it persuadeth men to do good. And whatsoever thing persuadeth men to do good is of me, for good cometh of none save it be of me. I am the same that leadeth men to all good. He that will not believe my words will not believe me, that I am, and that he will not believe in me will not believe in the Father who sent me. For behold, I am the Father, I am the light, and the life, and the truth of the world. Come unto me, O Gentiles, and I will show unto you the greater things the knowledge which is hid up because of unbelief. Come unto me, O ye house of Israel, and it shall be made manifest unto you how great things the Father hath laid up for you from the foundation of the rule. 
and it hath not come unto you because of unbelief. Behold, when ye shall rend the veil of unbelief, which doth cause you to remain in your awful state of wickedness, and hardness of heart, and blindness of mind, then shall the great and marvelous things which have been hid up from the foundation of the world from you, yea, when ye shall call upon the Father in my name, with a broken heart and a contrite spirit, then shall ye know that the Father hath remembered the covenant which he hath made unto your fathers, O house of Israel. So, the Lord, our Savior, is talking to us and saying he hopes that we will believe in him, but if we don't, He's also telling us what is going to happen. And so this was the same message he gave the Jaredites and the Lamanites and the Nephites. They believed in him for a while. In fact, we talked in previous podcasts how the Jesus Christ actually visited this continent. And um, most of the people perished at his coming uh, because of all the destruction that happened on the land, um, similar to a lot of the things that we're seeing in these last days. Um, and only 2,500 of the people were here to witness his visit in person, where they were able to touch the um, scars of his hands and feet and his bosom when he was crucified and they all got to witness and know for themselves that he is Jesus the Christ. Nobody else has had that privilege other than a few of his apostles um, after he died. And so 2,500 people witnessed and made a record and uh, gave testimony of that sacred visit. And it was from then on that um, these people enjoyed peace for 200 years for sure. And then they started dwindling in unbelief and um, basically um, they got overtaken by the worldly things, uh, by secret combinations and Satan's uh, lies and deceit. And they stopped believing in Christ and they were destroyed. So, bold warnings, warnings from the last prophet to us is that we would be in the same boat. And here we are, no different. We are still in the promised land. This is a choice land. And just as that scripture I read is... We are very close to being wiped out from the face of the earth because we are choosing. It seems like currently right now that the majority of the people in this great country have chosen to go without God, to get an alternative to God and who they've selected um, and that speaks volumes to the ripening of wickedness we have going on in this country and in the whole world, uh, basically, because I do believe that this is a work of secret combinations worldwide to destroy this great land, which God set up as a standard to the world for freedom especially freedom of religion um, and freedom of gathering and speech, etc., um, where people flock to this land, even though we are as imperfect as can be, people still know the difference between freedom in their countries and freedom in this great country. So, we are right there. We apparently have just chosen to kick God out of the land. 
and oh my gosh if I can just read on the future chapters you will see what we mean um, I believe it's just a foreshadow of things to come if we um, if look if it looks like that is going to prevail on this land and so let me show you because in these times that we are in God wants us to know do not lose yourselves to fear he has not given us the spirit of fear but of courage of faith and of a sound mind he wants us to think for ourselves and to act independently but to confirm things with him before we take action and nothing is more important than that in this current day and time because we are seeing how people are being manipulated how things that they see and hear is all a lie and a deceit and it's hard for us to figure out whether we're being deceived or not and so these particular readings today are going to show us how we can talk to God during these difficult times and that he will guide us just like he guided their Jaredites. So here we go. Um, I can receive revelation for my life. We are going to read on Ether chapter... Hmm. Let's see here. We are going to go into the next section and backtrack a little bit. Um, the next section says, The Lord will prepare me to cross my great deep. So it is in the preparation that we see how they communicated with God and how God communicated with them. And then I will come back to... Um, when they actually received the revelation. And so in this particular section, Ether 2, 16 through 25, it says, And the Lord said, Go to work and build after the manner of barges, which ye have hitherto built. And it came to pass that the brother of Jared did go to work, and also his brethren, to build barges after the manner which they had built according to the instructions of the Lord and they were small and they were light upon the water even like unto the lightness of a fowl upon the water and they were built after a manner that they were exceedingly tight even that they would hold water like unto a dish and the bottom thereof was tight like unto a dish and the sides thereof were tight like unto a dish and the ends thereof were peaked and the top thereof was tight like unto a dish and the length thereof was the length of a tree and the door thereof when it was shut was tight like unto a dish and it came to pass that the brother of Jared cried unto the Lord saying O Lord I have performed the work which thou hast commanded me and I have made the barges according as thou hast di directed me. And behold, O Lord, in them there is no light. Whither shall we steer? And also we shall perish, for in them we cannot breathe. Save it, it is the air which is in them. Therefore we shall perish. And the Lord said unto the brother of Jared, Behold, thou shalt not make a hole on the top. And also in the bottom, sorry, let me backtrack. Behold, thou shall make a hole in the top and also in the bottom. And when thou shalt suffer for the air, thou shalt unstop the hole and receive air. And if it so be that the water come in upon thee, behold, ye shall stop the hole that ye may not perish in the flood. And it came to pass 
that the brother of Jared did so according to the Lord as he commanded. And he cried unto the Lord, saying, O Lord, behold, I have done as thou hast commanded me, and I have prepared the vessels for my people, and behold, there is no light in them. Behold, O Lord, will thou suffer that we shall cross this great water in darkness? And the Lord said unto the brother of Jared, What will ye that I should do that ye may have light in your vessels? For behold, ye cannot have windows, for they will be dashed in pieces. Neither shall ye take fire with you, for ye shall not go by the fire, the light of fire. For behold, ye shall be as a whale in the midst of the sea. For the mountain waves shall dash upon you. Nevertheless, I will bring you up again out of the depths of the sea. For the winds have gone forth out of my mouth, and also the rains and the floods have I sent forth. And behold, I prepare you against these things. For ye cannot cross this great deep, save I prepare you against the waves of the sea, and the winds which have gone forth, and the floods which shall come. Therefore, what will ye that I should prepare for you, that ye may have light when ye are swallowed up in the depths of the sea? So this was a back and forth conversation, a true conversation between the brother of Jared and the Lord on how to prepare him and his family and friends to come across um, to the promised land. And so you saw that the brother of Jared asked how things should be built. He listened and followed instructions. He did not try to tell God otherwise. Um, he asked, once he figured out there were a few problems, uh, he brought those problems to his attention. Uh, God told him what would not work and how it was that he, he, they should get, uh, solve some of the problems in, in breathing, etc. And And then he asked him, what else do you want me to do so that you have light inside other than fire? So he told him to go find out for himself. Research, figure out how they can have light. And then I'm, as you will see in the next scriptures, he did just that and he brought it before the Lord and asked the Lord to do what he needed to to do the rest that he couldn't do, obviously. So, God wants us to act for ourselves and to make decisions for ourselves and then confirm with him is what I got from this awesome conversation between him and the Lord. And the next section, I, I told you I was going to backtrack a little bit. I am now going back to the section that says I can receive revelation for my life. In that, he tells... Um, them what you know he's asking them what solution did you come up with for light and this is the answer and it came to pass that the brother of Jared now the number of the vessels which had been prepared was eight went forth unto the mount which they called the Mount Shalem because of its exceeding height and did molten out of rocks sixteen small stones, and they were white and clear, even as a transparent glass. And he did carry them in his hands upon the top of the mount, and cried again unto the Lord, saying, O Lord, thou hast said that we must be encompassed about by the floods. Now behold, O Lord, and do not be angry with thy servant because of his weakness before thee. For we know that thou art holy, 
and dwellest in the heavens, and that we are unworthy before thee, because of the fall of our natures, have become evilly, evil continually. Nevertheless, O Lord, thou hast given us a commandment that we must call upon thee, that from thee we may receive according to our desires. Behold, O Lord, thou hast smitten us because of our iniquity, and has driven us forth, and for these many years we have been in the wilderness. Nevertheless, thou hast been merciful unto us, O Lord. Look upon me in pity, and turn away thine anger from this thy people, and suffer not that they shall go forth across this raging deep and darkness. But behold, these things which I have molten out of the rock, and now, and I know, O Lord, that thou hast all power and can do whatsoever thou wilt for the benefit of man. Therefore, touch these stones, O Lord, with thine finger, and prepare them that they may shine forth in darkness and they shall shine forth unto us in the vessels which we have prepared, that we may have light while we shall cross the sea. Behold, O Lord, thou canst do this. We know that thou art able to show forth great power, which looks small unto the understanding of man. And it came to pass that when the brother of Jared had said these words, Behold, the Lord stretched forth his hand and touched the stones one by one with his finger. And the veil was taken from off the eyes of the brother of Jared. And he saw the finger of the Lord, and it was as the finger of a man, like unto flesh and blood. And the brother of Jared fell down before the Lord, for he was struck with fear. I love this. I love that the brother of Jared took action for himself in figuring out what the answer should be. And then he came before God and said, this is what I came up with, but... I can only do so much. You are the one with all the power. And if you touch these and they will light up and shine in the darkness, um, that is what you can do for us because I cannot do that for ourselves. And God did just that. And in doing that, the brother of Jared realized that God is made of flesh and bones, just like you and I. And and so he also left a witness that we are created in the image of God. And it was only because he had taken the veil of unbelief. When he went to talk to God, he was 100% sure, 100% faith that he would have God do his part touch those stones and give them light for them to cross the great deep. He had no doubt that that would happen. And because he had such great faith, he was able to see the finger of the Lord. And later on, the Lord says that he was able to see him because Nobody has ever had such faith um, where he didn't have to prepare their body to see him. It was a natural occurrence through faith. Um, we know Moses saw him. We know the apostles saw him. But in, in those different situations, God prepared them to see them, see him, uh, because they... Uh, would have melted at the sight of God had he not prepared their bodies to to see him. Here the brother of Jared rent the veil with faith, uh, with nothing doubting. He came to God and was able to 
receive some of the blessings that we can receive if we but work on taking the veil of unbelief away from our eyes and hearts and mind most of all so that we can receive some of the same blessings so unbelievable story i don't know about you guys but this is incredible he gave us a story but in the story we find two great principles we saw how god um prepared them to cross the great deep and so in this same paragraph here, it says, The phrase great deep can be a fitting way to describe what our trials and challenges sometimes feel like. And sometimes as we, as was the case for the Jaredites crossing our own great deep is the only way to fulfill God's will for us. How has the Lord prepared you for your challenges? What might he be asking you to do now to prepare for what he needs you to do in the future? God is ready and willing to help us cross this great deep that we are embarking on with our current state of affairs in our country and in the world. There is a pattern for us to follow on how these, the brother of Jared and God and the Savior spoke and uh, worked together to overcome this great deep. Um, and then the other part was that I can receive revelation for my life. Well, we have to do our part, which is to come closer to God, to live the commandments, to live as best as we can and overcome our weaknesses, to read the scriptures daily, to help people along the way and so forth and on this section it talks uh, it says president russell m nelson said i plead with you to increase your spiritual capacity to receive revelation choose to do the spiritual work required to enjoy the gift of the holy ghost and hear the voice of the spirit more frequently and more clearly as you study these chapters, what truths do you find that help you understand how to seek personal revelation? So, in this story, we read that the brother of Jared went to work. When God said, do this, he did it. There was no question about it. No, but I can't. I don't have time, but I need to focus on this first. There was no ifs and buts about it. He went to work, did the work he was asked. And then in doing that work, if he figured out there were some things that were not making sense or that were going to become a problem in what he was experiencing, or what the future plan was for, then he brought those concerns to God. And God talked to him. And he listened. And then he went to research and work again and do the things that he needed to do before he came back to God and received confirmation that he had done a good job. So that is our pattern to follow today and what made it most powerful in this whole interaction between God and the brother of Jared is that he realized 
who he was. He is a child of God created in the image of God. Um, which apparently he did not realize before then. And so I am going to read, let's see here if I can read this last part where it talks about a little bit more of the nature of God. Let's see here. God is saying, or Jesus is saying, and never have I showed myself unto man whom I have created, for never has man believed in me as thou hast. Seest thou that ye are created after mine own image? Yea, even all men were created in the beginning after my own image. So he's saying no man had ever had as great a faith in him for him to show himself unto him without preparing his body first for a change. Um, and then there's um, obviously, you know, there's reference here to Moses I'm going to read that. It says in Moses, Moses chapter 7, verse 4 and 59. And I saw the Lord, and he stood before my face, and he talked with me, even as a man talked one with another face to face. And he said unto me, Look, and I will show unto thee the world for the space of many generations. And Enoch beheld the Son of Man ascend up unto the Father, and he called unto the Lord, saying, Will thou not come again unto the er upon the earth? For as much as thou art God, and I know thee, and thou hast sworn unto me and commanded me that I should ask in the name of thine only begotten, thou hast made me and given unto me a right to thy throne, and not of myself, but through thine own grace. Wherefore I ask thee if thou wilt not come again unto the earth. So in these two verses, Moses saw him and Enoch saw him. We also know the apostles in the Holy Land saw him after he was resurrected. Um, and, and then the brother of Jared saw him. But the interaction between the brother and Jared on, and him was strictly based on faith. On the others, God had prepared them to see him. On this occasion with the brother of Jared, he did not prepare Jared for any of that. It just happened because of his great faith. So um, we can see that it is important for us to understand that we come and are created in the image of our Father in heaven, and that He is ready to be the parent just as we are the parent to our children. He is there as a parent to help us, to guide us through our great trials, our great deeps, and in this verse he says that and behold I prepare you against these things for ye cannot cross this great deep save I prepare you against the waves of the sea and the winds which have gone forth and the floods which shall come therefore what will ye that I should prepare for you that ye may have light when ye are swallowed up in the depths of the sea he is leaving it up to us. He's willing to prepare us to go through our great deeps, which we're currently facing, all of us, simultaneously, I feel. And he is asking us, what will, that ye, what will ye that I should prepare for you that ye may have light when ye are swallowed up in the depths of the sea? What is it that we need the most in these times? 
as we head into the great trials that are ahead. I don't know what those are for you. I know that for me is to have increased faith to overcome um, the sheer wickedness that we will be facing. Um, that I and my family may be able to overcome without fear. Uh, because when fear takes over, you are no longer thinking and problem solving. You are just doing as being commanded. And as you know from these chapters, the m most important thing that we have learned is that God wants us to act for ourselves, think independently, find solutions, and then come ask Him for help in the area that we no longer can accomplish by ourselves and he will do the rest and so dear brothers and sisters because we're all children of a god we are of royal blood and our king our savior is ready to help us cross this great deep if we but Serve him, the God of the land, who is Jesus Christ. One of those ways that I plan to help myself and my family is to continue learning of him, to continue reading and living his gospel so that we may be strengthened spiritually for what's to come. I pray for you and your loved ones that you may be able to find your true worth, find your inner strength, find your spiritual capacity. You have heavenly and royal gifts that you were blessed with that nobody else was blessed with. This is a chosen generation in the last days. I know. He told us. He said he prepared his most strong children for the last days because he knew that we would have all the courage and the power to overcome these days and to stand up for righteousness so he saved the best for last that is you and I so but we just don't realize it. And so he's trying to help us find ourselves, find our purpose, and know that if he is ready to help us cross that great deep. So I love this chapter. I'm so glad that I got to share it with you. I sure hope that you feel as hopeful about you, yourself, your family, and the life that's before us. We're preparing for the next life. We are preparing for the next life. I am excited. We will have to go through some mud in the process. But we will come out victorious on the other side for the next life. God bless you. God bless your family and loved ones. Stay safe. And this is Rosa Garcia of the Why Jesus. Um, hoping to hear you and see you the next time.